Welcome to the SC Heartback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. With me, as always, on these preseason pods, the Matt Moylan to my Nico Hines. It is Johnny. Johnny, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Joining the Sharkies today. It's a very uh, interesting team, as we were just discussing. Yeah, in the green room, you know, getting ready for this pod. Just, I don't know. I I thought a great way to start it off, Mom, the 2023 thoughts. When you first look at that, you know, when you sort of buy the averages in the app and you kind of look at it, Besides Nico, what what is this team? You know, this is a this is one of the teams we thought is an attacking juggernaut, and they were throughout the regular season in times. But from a super coach, um, I know it hurt me and a lot of super coaches in the back end really loaded up on some sharkies towards the back end of the season in classic, and some of those draft picks didn't pan out. How would you uh, rate the overall season here? Yeah, um, well, in terms of super coach. Really, I mean, it's it's pretty much Nico Heiser, then there's Daylight. I mean, you know, um, Britain Nicora had a pretty good season. I mean, he's around that 70, but overall, um, yeah, the, the Sharks are a funny one because uh, they did have that little dip sort of in that sort of mid to late season, but they did end up uh, coming back with some good wins, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, probably, I guess, by their standards, uh, I guess, compared to last year, I'm pretty sure, I feel like last year we had some, I guess, high averages for the Sharkies players. Yeah, we absolutely did. You know, you mentioned the two guys in the great category. So Nico Hines, he was the second overall pick in most drafts. He finished the season as the number one player, an average of 95. So again, a very good score. Uh, and then you got Britton Nicara, who was picked as the 68th player and returned as the 10th overall player with a 69 average. So in terms of those two guys, you know, if you were able to get that stack or, you know, ride them throughout the season, a very good start to the season. But then we have to go into the good category, man, because like I said to you, just a lot of, you know, 60 to 50 in that range. There's eight got there's uh, five guys here, Blake Braley, Jesse Ramian, Ronaldo Mulatalo, Cam McInnes, Will Kennedy, and Sifa Talakai. Out of those guys there, Nom, you know, you drafted them relatively high uh, for a Sharky, you know, inside the top 100, all those guys had their moments. But yeah, like, you know, me as a Ronaldo owner, especially, you know, one week it's 117, the next week it's a seven. Bit of a roller coaster with these Sharkies outside backs. Yeah, 100%. At least you chose more Talo, didn't uh, choose um, Sione Katoa because mm. I guess, yeah, coming into the season, we expected them to both really, you know, fire and get up to, you know, the high teens, if not 20s, in terms of try scored. Um, but, yeah, if you end up with uh, Katoa, you almost got egg on your face because you would have had to draft them at fairly similar sort of rounds and picks. Yeah, so Sione Katoa, 73, was the draft pick for him. He finished as the 94th player overall. Ronaldo Mulatale was picked 55 and finishes as a 41. So, again, I drafted him in the fourth round, uh, Ronaldo. And like I said, there were some times when it was really, really nice. There were some decent scores, but there was too many low scores as well. Um, I kind of think back, the first game of the season against the Rebels, he scored a nine. The game against the Warriors, he got thumped in round 20, that he scored a nine. Just a bit too inconsistent. And, you know, he was one of those guys when he did score a try, um, you know, not a great base. So, you know, finished in the 60s. Um, in the low 70s. So, yeah, the Sharkies outside backs will be an interesting one for next year. Now, but let's go to Blake Braley, the hooker. So I think he's turning into the safest houses round four or five. 
if you want to grab a hooker there and get your 55 every week, would you say that's the fair assumption for Blake? Yeah, I think so. I mean, before the season, I would have said both Brainleys were, hmm. you know, that safest house is 80 minutes, but until um, uh, Jaden did get injured. But uh, yeah, it looks, um, he's probably one of the few that still play 80 minutes. Um, and so he'll have a somewhat decent base and, you know, every now and then he'll snag an attacking stat. So, yeah, I think he can uh, definitely bank him on, you know, that some 55 or so average for a hooker, which is, you know, very rare these days. One guy I do want to mention in this that could probably go into the fail, depending on how you see it, is Big Sifik Talakai. So start of the season, uh, like a freight trade, uh, quite a few scores over 50. He then knocked out a few hundreds and a 90. But then really from round 20, so he has a he has a score of 103 against the Tigers in round 19. Then from round 20, we go 26, 30, 71, 48, 28, 28, 31. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Sifa because Connor Tracy obviously wants to play some full-time minutes. Does he move on to an edge? Uh, we haven't even mentioned Teague Wilton yet, um, who was in that two-hour spot, got injured. Wade Graham came in, who's now retired. So there is a gap there. But what's your thoughts on a guy like Sipitalakai coming into next year where, again, I'm assuming that the Sharkers will be highly owned and, you know, it would be a pretty penny to get them. Are you a bit scared off from Sipitalakai from what you saw in the back end of the season or do you think that front-end form could come back? Yeah, never quite hit the heights of last year where, you know, he had that monster <laughs> half. 150... Half. Uh, half. Half a game. Um, But, yeah, with Sipitalakai, I mean, I think job security will be... Um, something that's going to be at the back of your mind if you do go uh, Sifa next year just because he was dropped for his poor defence. I mean, I think um, I think Fitzy dropped two, like Moylan and uh, Siva Talakai mid-season from memory. So, yeah, I mean, whether he's just going to become that impact bench player where, you know, there's a lot of... Um, he has a lot of mouths to feed for that um, heavy sharks pack. So, yeah, Sifa, I think he will definitely drop coming into next season. What's your thoughts on the 5 8 position? So, obviously, Matt Moylan started the season there. You had him for a good chunk there and performed really well. Was dropped, like you said, by 50 for those defensive errors. And then we had Braden Trindle come in, who scored okay, ended up with a 43 average. That position, Nom, I guess, next to Nico Hines, is very ball dominant. Whoever is in that starting spot for next year, do you think that is a nice play that you could um, snag relatively later than those top guys? Or do you think you want to stay awake just because of how dominant Nico is? Uh, yeah, for me personally, I'd probably want to stay away. Um, yeah, just because every attacking stat that does come out of this um, Sharks team does seem to sort of feed off Nico with, being the dominant ball player and, you know, with the runs he takes and um, the goal kicking. The 5 eight definitely someone that sort of just sits back and, you know, is probably um, a pass away from from the action. So that's just um, what what I've sort of uh, observed being a Matt Modern owner. There's two more guys I want to mention here before we go on to the 2024 thoughts. Uh, Will Kennedy and Cam McInnes, two guys that I think will be well, they'll drop in value from last year, but I think have some real good potential. We saw Cam McInnes this year, you know, once Fanuka was out for all of those games, ended up being uh, a 58 average. He has the average opposition of 88, finishes a 61, so very nice there. And then with Will Kennedy, 
you know, he started the season as the 100th ranked player uh, in draft, finished at the uh, 71. But what I did like with Will Kennedy was there was games where he actually had some upside this year. And that's um, a bit different to previous years. You know, there was quite a few scores in the 90s, had the, obviously that 100, 200s as well before he was injured. And I think next year we spoke about that fullback position being so big next year and there's so many guns and even jewels that will come in. There's a chance that Will Kennedy might be the 13th or 14th fullback picked off the board, which in our draft cop has been very different. He's been very highly owned in our one. So I'm interested to see your thoughts on Will Kennedy where, you know, again, there's Connor Tracy always sniffing down his neck. Um, with Cam McInnes, there's Adele Fanukan. You know, is he going to come back and McInnes back to the bench? What are your thoughts on those two guys there as where you want to draft them and what you can get out of them? Yeah, look, uh, I'll start off with Will Kennedy. So Will Kennedy, um, I've owned him, not this past season, but the year prior, 2022 season. He was he was fairly solid. I think he, oh, I can't remember what he finished off from memory, but by the negative scores, he was actually a fairly solid fullback. He, he would always be snagging at least one or two um, tries or assists. Um, and... Yeah, this season, he's actually uh, had a slightly high upside. You know, he's not going to go stratospheric, but, you know, he's sort of ceilings about that 100, and he's sort of come close to that or hit it quite a few times this year. Uh, in terms of where Will Kennedy will go next year, um, I think... Jace, oh, where would he go next year? I well, let, me, let, me, he... let me give you a list, Norm. Let me give you a list here to kind of talk you through. I'll give you the top 12 fullbacks in my view and tell me if any of them would get past so Ponga, Turbo, Drinkwater, Latrell, Reese, Teddy, Gutho, RTS, Pappenhausen, Garrick, Brimson, Klukstad. I think all those guys would get drafted before him. I think Dylan Edwards as well. So now you're looking at maybe the number 14, you know, if someone might like Buller. So he's in that kind of range of those fullbacks and there's some tremendous value there if you do think that the Sharks can bounce back. To get a guy like Will Kennedy that late in the draft could be very powerful. Yeah, 100%. Look, if Will Kennedy is there come round eight, I'd definitely have, I'd happily you know, t- take him up because he's, yeah, he's pumped out a 65 average. And I think that's probably not far off from what he can get next year. Yeah, 100%. Mate, let's go to the 2024 thoughts. And I'll tell you Maya, then you can give me yours. So my one is you mentioned a couple of times here. Fitzy made quite a few changes this year for the first time since he's taken over at the Sharks. And I think this is a very big year. This is now two times where they've been one and done in the finals. Something needs to change. So I think this regular season, I'm not sure it can go two different ways. They can just go bull in a China shop and try and run through the regular season, or they can try and time their run to be fit and firing for the finals. I just think that job security for a couple of these guys is going to make me stay away. I think the guys like Will Kennedy, Sione Katoa, even, you know, the centers, Ramey and Talakai, whoever the 5'8 is. Um, I just think there's a, quite a few chances where some of these guys might get dropped at certain stages if the form isn't great. I think there could be some restings heading into the final. So I'm going to be very cautious. I want to see how this offseason goes for the Sharks and what comes out of their training camp. But yeah, besides Hines and Nicker, are those two kind of safety guys there? I'm a little bit nervous. I want to see a little bit more before I commit to any Sharkies for 2024. What's your thoughts? Yeah, look, I think defense will be a, a huge um, point of focus for the Sharks coming into the next season. I know Fitzy, uh, he generally is a defensive-minded uh, coach. How this affects their super coach output, I feel like it it will be, 
I feel like it will still be there just because the Sharks have a tendency to be uh, flat track bullies. But I guess they're, they're a sort of matchup team, if you will, because, mm. you know, they seem to pump the bottom eight teams. But against the top eight and top four, that's where they seem to get a bit shaky. Yeah, I just feel like they're one of those teams heading into next year that I'll be interested to see where there's quite a few teams under them that will get better next year. Um, and I'm not seeing where their path is. You know, obviously no no real signings for next year that's come through yet. Um, there's no young guys, you know, besides Iro that I think is going to come into this team. So to me, it's just going to be very interesting to see how they go. And I think this is a, even though he's made the finals in his coach well, this is a season for Craig Fitzgibbon that I think we'll see some real changes in his coaching philosophy if they do start to see some poorly. Um, you know, things like last year when Ronaldo bombed a couple of tries, I could see him getting hooked for a game, back to reserve grade as a bit of a punishment this year. Um, I think that defensive edge, if that left edge leaks again, I don't think he'll give him the four or five games to fix it. So, yeah, I'll be very, very interested to see. And, um, again, I think Nico Hines is a no-doubt number two overall pick behind Cleary. I think Nicola is one of those, you know, top five, six, six, uh, two RFs. But yeah, the rest of this team, I do have a bit of questions about, mate. Yeah, I guess job security is one of the main things. 100%. Yeah, be a little cut for. Mate, we'll leave it there. That is the Sharks. Again, a very interesting team heading into next year. I think we'll be talking about them a lot more. So thank you for coming on, mate. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please get on the socials at the SC Heartback. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, and we'll hear from you soon. Cheers.